1: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor.
2: When you and I sinned, we allowed ourselves to be kidnapped, and a ransom had to be paid our release. Oh, this came back so, came so dramatically. I can see the person now who worked for us down in Tacati, and I remember the day he got the phone call, and he got the phone call, and the person on the other end of the line read off to him the exact amounts to the peso that everyone in his family had in their bank accounts. Then he told our employee that his father-in-law, who was a medical doctor, had been kidnapped and that every peso from everybody's bank account had to be paid as a ransom for his father-in-law to be released. And they did it, down to the last peso. after we sinned, we allowed ourselves to be kidnapped and we would not be released without a ransom being paid. And when the Lord Jesus Christ came into the world and described the purpose for him coming into the world, he said this in Matthew 20, 28, Matthew 20, 28, even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many, the life is in the blood to give his life, to give his life blood, give his blood a ransom for many, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ is in the blood. The Lord Jesus Christ gave his lifeblood as a ransom when God saw the blood. When he said, when I see the blood, when God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, God saw the ransom that was required for our release. He saw the ransom. Now, when the Lord Jesus Christ spoke of the Father's love for us, and of course the greatest verse in the Bible, in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, John three sixteen, that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, that word, whosoever, that meant that his blood was available for everyone. I love that term, available, because I spent a lot of time in Japan. You know, Japanese are, they try to speak English, okay, bless their hearts. Anyway, they all take the same, (laughs) I don't know this, but I figure, they all take the same English course because I, when I've traveled all over Japan, they all seem to know the same set of vocabulary. And and my, you know, my 20, 30 years, 30 years, I guess, of going to Japan once, twice a year, and meeting with all these people all over the place, I mentally have made a list of all their vocabulary words. And I talk in their vocabulary words. (laughs) And they always say, Kentrasan, speak Japanese English. And so so I just kind of listen to what they're saying. Okay, oh, yeah, right, I understand. That's a word they know. Okay, that's one I'm going to use. Case by case. You know, (laughs) they love case by case. Anyway, one of the words on their English vocabulary list is the word available. And, oh, do they use that word. That word means possible, accessible, ready now. And so you go into a restaurant, table available. Okay. You say to the waitress, ice coffee available? Yeah. (laughs) You call for an appointment and you are told, meeting time is available. Eh? (laughs) Well, the whosoever in John 3.16 is the expressing that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is available for everyone, for anyone. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, he saw blood that was available for all persons. Paul called himself the chief of all sinners. I'm not going to argue with him. If he wants to be the chief of all sinners, that's fine. He can take that position. I really wasn't trying to have it. But he said he's the chief of all sinners. He'll be a sinner. 1 Timothy 1.15, 1 Timothy 1.15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Okay. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. God saw blood that reached. God saw blood that was available to reach to every person, and God saw blood that was available to reach to cover every sin. God saw in the blood, blood that was available to cover every sin. When Adam and Eve sinned, 4,000 years before the appearance of the blood, of the Lord Jesus on the cross, they were saved by the blood that hadn't even appeared yet. And so was every believer for 4,000 years before the blood appeared. What kind of blood is that? And for 2,000 years after the blood of the Lord Jesus appeared on the cross, over 2,000, every believer, you and I, Every believer has been saved by the same blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's unbelievable. The lasting effect or the duration of this blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is for 2,000 years after the blood appears and for 4,000 years before it appears. It's got a duration like that in both directions, before and after it appears. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, God saw duration for 4,000 years before it appears and for thousands of years after it appears. Now sin has left you and I very dirty inside. And you and I know it. In Matthew 15, Matthew 15, 18, Matthew 15, 18, the Lord Jesus Christ said, those things which proceed out of the mouth, come forth from the heart. And they defile the man, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts and murders and adulteries and fornications and thefts and false witness and blasphemies. You know, we listen to this list and we go, you know, hit, 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 hit. These are the things which defile a man. Our sins greatly stained us inside. It made us very dirty. And the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is was what washed us from our sins. Revelation 1.5, Revelation 1.5, Jesus Christ unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. First John 1, 7, 1 John 1.7, 1 John 1.7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us or goes on cleansing us from all sin. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, God saw blood that cleanses. You know, the hymn's true. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me pure again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. When you and I sinned, we felt horrible inside. Why? Because we're guilty. We're guilty. And then we felt guilty. And our consciences were guilty. And we had guilty consciences, and our guilty consciences actually blocked us. Stood right in the way of us serving God. You can't serve God with a guilty conscience. You try to serve God with a guilty conscience, you find you can't do it. You ever try to do that? Serve God when you have a guilty conscience? You don't. You don't want to serve God. You want to go. You want to go have lunch instead, because you're just thinking about your sin, and and you're paralyzed to serve God. That's because a guilty conscience blocks a person from serving God. But the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ frees from that. It does something wonderful, described in Hebrews nine fourteen. Hebrews nine fourteen. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, purged out from the conscience to serve the living God. It not only washed us from the defilement of sin, it purged our guilty consciences so we can serve God. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, God saw blood that could remove guilt. You know, when the prophet Isaiah, it's very interesting about the prophet Isaiah, when he's called to go serve God and go to the Jewish people, he goes like this, I can't do it. Why not? I got a foul mouth. He had a foul mouth. Didn't know. Prophet Isaiah? I'm shocked but he did. He had a foul mouth. He said, I live around a people with a foul mouth and it's gotten to me and I have a foul mouth. And he complains to God. He says, I'm, I, I, he says this is the end of me. He said Isaiah 6, 5, Isaiah 6.5 Isaiah 6.5, then said I woe is me, I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for mine eyes have seen the king, the whole Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphim unto me having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth and, and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. You know, Isaiah, with the unclean mouth, not holy. He was not holy because he, he had a foul mouth, not holy. But God cleansed him of his foul mouth, and later along he is identified as one of the prophets in Ephesians 3.5, Ephesians 3.5, which in other times was not known unto the sons of man as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. God described Isaiah now as holy. You know, God said something, it was very, something very interesting about the altar. You go over to the tabernacle, you see the big brazen altar, God said this about the altar. Exodus 29.37, Exodus 29.37. Seven days thou shalt make an atonement for the altar and sanctify it, and it shall be an altar most holy. Then he says this, Whatsoever toucheth the altar shall be holy. If something unholy touches the altar, it became holy. A person who has been justified is holy. A person who has been justified by the Lord Jesus is holy. Romans 5.9, Romans 5.9, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Justified by his blood, made holy by his blood. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ makes an unholy person holy. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, he saw blood that makes holy. Now, before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, we had no peace with God. No, we had no peace at all because our sins are described, we're described that in we are described in Isaiah 57:20 Isaiah 57:20 the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest whose waters cast up mire and dirt there's no peace no peace lo shalom no peace saith my god to the wicked we were so far from peace because we didn't know the lord we didn't know the way of peace that Paul was describing in Romans 3.17, Romans 3.17, the way of peace have they not known. But when we came to the one who is the way, the truth the life, we came to the Lord Jesus. We found peace, wonderful peace. In Colossians 1.20, Colossians 1.20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, peace through the blood, peace through the blood of, by him to reconcile all things to himself. We found peace through the blood, Through the blood of his cross. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ made peace, made for us peace with God. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, God saw the peace treaty. And that peace treaty made peace between us and God. Now, before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, there's one word to describe us, and that word is very popular nowadays, alien. That was us. We were alien. We were aliens, in the sense of Ephesians 2.12, Ephesians 2.12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. We were aliens from all the benefits that Israel enjoyed during those very few times when they walked with God. We were aliens from the covenants of promise of eternal life. We were aliens from any hope, of having God in this world. We were aliens in the sense of Ephesians 4.18, Ephesians 4.18, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. We were aliens from the life of God. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were aliens from light with our understanding darkened. We were aliens from sight, with blindness of our hearts. But through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, it all changed because the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ reconciled us. It reconciled us. Colossians 120, and Colossians 1.20, it says, having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself, the blood of his cross to reconcile. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, he saw blood that reconciles. As aliens, we were far, far away from God, far off from God, all changed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.13, Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes afar off are made near, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You were far off, you were made near by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord, the blood of the Lord Jesus made us near. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, he saw blood that made us near. He saw blood that reconciled. He saw blood that made us who were far off now near. After we sinned, we were in desperate need to be forgiven by God. Oh, when the fountain gets open for Israel in Zechariah 13:1, When the fountain is opened for Israel in Zechariah 13.1, it says that the fountain is going to be open to the house of David for sin and uncleanness. Uncleanness is one thing. Sin is something that has to be forgiven. And in Ephesians Ephesians 1.7, it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Colossians 1.14, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. When God saw the blood, you saw blood that forgives, forgives sin. Now, Hebrews 10, 19 tells us another thing about the blood. It says, having therefore brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ. You know, the blood of the Lord Jesus gives us boldness to enter into God's presence. You know, for a long time, decades, whatever. Whenever I would go into a sharp hospital, whether it was Grossmont Memorial, Chula Vista, Coronado. And I walk in there, I'm like, yeah, I was always identified as a, as a visitor. So right away, I'm stopped, you know, and well, who are you, and what are you doing here, and let me give you a visitor badge, all right? The kind of badge that after one day it turns black, and I said, I don't want you to use the second day. And, you know, and as I walked around the hospital, I was seen as a visitor, and, and I was, everybody was nice. They greeted me in, the, in a visitor. They have to. It's a sharp experience. <laughs> but still a visitor. I was watched as a visitor, and so are you, to make sure that you stay in the areas where visitors have to stay, you don't go into the areas where visitors are not allowed. And that's the way it was until about 10 years ago when I became a Sharp Hospital board member. And then I was given a badge. I was told, you wear this badge whenever you're on a campus. The Sharp badge. There it is. Now, I wear the badge. And from the moment I put the badge on and I go to shore, everything's different. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm no longer the visitor. You know, I'm no longer watched. I got access. I can go to doors and swipe and beep, and the door opens. And, you know, I can go to restricted areas. I can walk on the surgical floor. Oh, sorry, I should have scrubbed in. All right. When I go into the ER, I'm not searched for weapons. <laughs> Because I've got access. I've got access. The badge gives me access. You know, they first look at me, oh, hi, how are you? Okay, yeah, nice see you. Okay. You know, that's the way it is. When you and I receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we got a badge. We got a badge. It's the blood. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is our badge, it becomes our access badge. Now, we're not visitors. Hebrews 10, 19 talks about this badge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest, how? By the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that gives us this access. It's the blood of Jesus that gives us access and a boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, he saw access into his presence. He looks at the blood he smiles and said, how are you? Come in. All these great benefits of the blood, they bring to man all these great benefits. You know what this is? This is really good news. This is good news for man. It's like gospel good news for man. When God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, God saw good news for man. Now, what we've seen so far is that when God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, God saw blood that was unblemished. God saw blood that was precious. God saw blood that redeems. God saw blood that is a ransom. God saw blood that's available to all men. God saw blood that is available to cover all sin. God saw blood that lasted 4,000 years before it appeared and thousands of years after it appears. God saw blood that cleanses from sin. God saw blood that removes sin. God saw blood that removes guilt. God saw blood that justifies and makes holy. God saw blood that makes peace. God saw blood that reconciles. God saw blood that brings near. God saw blood that gives access. Blood that's very good news for man. You know, I just went down through that list. And me, too, and you, we say, how's that possible? How's it possible that that blood can do all that? That that blood of the Lord Jesus Christ can do that? How can that be? The answer to that question is interesting because it comes from what Paul said to elders in the city of Ephesus. And it's in Acts twenty twenty eight. Acts 20, 28, and this is the supreme answer to the question, how is that possible that blood could do all that? Paul said to the elders of Ephesus, and here's the verse, Acts 20, 28, take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the flock, over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, now get this, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Who purchased that? what did he say? That's the most astounding thing. The church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Paul said that what God used to purchase his church was his own blood. Paul said that it was the blood of God that purchased the church. That's the supreme answer to how the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ should have all this power. How God could see all this in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, one answer. Because when God saw the blood of the Lord Jesus, God saw the blood of God. That's something. When he said, when I see the blood, he was saying, I see the blood of God. And when God saw the blood, and he saw the blood of God, is there anything impossible for God? And that's why he can do all these things. Let's pray. Father, what can we say but thank you for the blood? Oh, that blood's precious. We love the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ because of all it has done for us. So thank you, Lord, for being so good, so very good to not withhold your son, not withhold the blood of your son for us in Jesus. Amen.